Welcome to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Mike Yostrowski in association with Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another edition of the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, I'm doing the intro again. Mikey's not here, but we're joined by a very special guest for the first time since our Twitch stream show. Dylan Zoll is in studio for Goal Line. What's going on, brother? No, not, no, I'm not much. I'm happy to be here, Kyle. Um, it's been a while, like you said. I'm happy to uh, talk about some fantasy football tonight. So, as always, show brought to you by Trophy Smack and our friends at TrophySmack.com. And uh, let's dive into last week, Dylan, because uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened. And not much league news going on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than, because on this show, kickers matter, Jake Elliott signed a massive contract extension with the Eagles tonight as we record this. I know our goal line episode's a little late, but... Things happen. Uh, but let's go into last week's dynamic performers, uh, and let's kick it off with the number one fantasy point scorer of the week. He's a hashtag our guy. He plays for the Buccaneers. He's a wide receiver. He's not named Mike Evans. It's Chris Godwin. 37.4 PPR fantasy points. Had seven receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Incredible. He's just he's had a monster year and he just continues to dominate and there's not much else you can say about Chris Godwin. He's been Mr. Consistency for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think he had like one game where he kind of fell off. Yeah, week three, ironically against the Giants, he only put up seven points, but every other week he's had at least ten fantasy points. Which is what you want from a wide receiver. Especially a wide receiver like two, borderline wide receiver one like yeah, Chris Godwin is. There was hype on him uh, before the season, but no one thought he would produce this much. So the fact that he's able to do just what you read is incredible. It's that Bruce Arians mindset. He likes to sling the ball. He's got yeah. a gunslinger quarterback. No, I definitely and- agree. I will say this, though. I keep seeing on Twitter like people were like, oh, for certain matchups, should I bench one or the other, and I'm like, no. No. You play both of them, you take your licks. Evans has been less consistent, but he's still really good. Yeah, he's the only wide receiver other than Randy Moss to have you know, the amount of 1,000-yard receiving Six seasons. consecutive. Six consecutive. Yeah. Randy Moss doing a little hat tip to him saying, why don't we so, do it for every year of your career? Yeah, exactly. Some guys don't even get 2,000 yards their whole year, and Mike right. Evans has six years in a row of 1,000 yards. Uh, another wide receiver that absolutely popped off against his former team, Jarvis Landry from the Cleveland Browns against the Miami Dolphins this week. That one hurts because I may or may not have traded Jarvis Landry away in Dynasty. So yeah, anyway. ten catches on thirteen targets for 148 yards and two touchdowns. Absolute revenge game written all over it and against he did my just fantasy that. team. It was a revenge game. <laughs> no, he's um he, he's looked good the past couple weeks though too. He looked good last week as well. He's been kind of the the de facto target machine for yeah. Baker Mayfield. Recently. Obviously, Odell got involved this week too, but finally, Jarvis Landry, I believe, every single week except for uh, two weeks, he's had at least nine fantasy yeah. points. And for a guy like Jarvis Landry, who's not going to really stretch the field too much, but he is a yards after catch guy, you want to see at least nine fantasy points from him every week, and he's. Doing pretty much as Jarvis Landry is advertised, of course. but this week, his biggest week of the season. Yeah, if, if for some reason your league is one of those leagues where trading can run right up until the playoffs, um, he's definitely a you're guy. You're lucky. Yeah, well, yeah, you're lucky, A, but there are some there are some you know leagues like that, but also Jarvis would be a good guy to add for the playoff stretch because like Kyle and I just said, he's definitely heating up and he's getting the targets. Odell's not, and Baker has looked better kind of, so Jarvis Landry, good play. Guy that Mikey's probably chomping at the bit to talk about, and he's not on the show this week, but we'll talk about him. Is DJ Moore? Oh, it's not uh, Christian McCaffrey. Not the, <laughs> not the quote unquote best player in the league, but his teammate DJ Moore, thirty-one point four PPR fantasy points, 
had a, a a really solid day against the New Orleans Saints, even in a loss. Six receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns, and he had eight rushing yards. Those eight rushing yards are, are crucial. No, but that's a that's a monster night. That that game, by the way, had quite a few uh, lead changes. Lead changes, but also had quite a few decent fantasy performers. For sure, and I mean, DJ Moore is a guy that both Mikey and I said you should be playing him in this game because he's been Kyle Allen's favorite target, and this just continues to prove how good uh, you know DJ Moore has been yeah. with Kyle Allen Agreed. at the helm. So I think all the guys we named so far are, are all under the category of players you start every week. For sure, and uh, <laughs> two more guys that are obvious guys. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins having a monster game, two touchdowns, just under 100 yards, and then who is arguably the best wide receiver in the league this year, Michael Thomas. 10 target or ten receptions on 11 targets, 101 yards and a touchdown. Is Michael Thomas deserved of being in the MVP conversation? Um, I'm going to say yes, just to stir the pot. I think only quarterbacks like to get uh, or, you know, considered or looked at, generally speaking, but I mean, I'm, I don't want to say this because Mikey's going to hear it and he's going to get really hyper. But his Panthers running back, Christian McCaffrey, should also be widely considered. And guys like Michael Thomas should be considered. And obviously guys like Russ and Lamar Jackson as well. But the thing is, it's most valuable player. So that can be technically any position. Agreed. and Not just quarterback. You know, my MVP rundown right now as we sit here. Uh, getting ready to head into the month of December goes Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's I, my top four. I, I would I would agree with that. And honestly, if any one of those guys gets it, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. Like, because you can make the argument if MT wins it over Lamar, you know, it's a little weird. But Michael Thomas is awesome. Or you know, Christian he's had McCaffrey. a dynamic season. He's on pace to break Marvin Harrison's uh, single season receptions record. That doesn't happen every week. You know, obviously Marvin Harrison's been retired for quite some time also now. Also important tidbit with two different quarterbacks. For sure. And he's looked good with both of them. So yep. hat tip to Michael Thomas. Let's talk about Mikey's favorite player, arguably the best player in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Just continues to do it again. 22 rushing attempts for 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, receiving, though, PPR-wise, nine targets, nine receptions, for 69 yards and a receiving touchdown. Nice. Very nice for Christian McCaffrey. Puts up 34.3 uh, PPR fantasy points. Just a, uh, just a model of consistency. Like we've said, water is wet, grass is green, sky is blue, Christian McCaffrey scores touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no question that he should be, in every redraft league, he's going to be the first person taken in every single redraft league. And if he's not, then I question the validity of your league. <laughs> Other running back that uh, did really well this week killed me. Reason I lost my matchup. Derrick Henry for the brand. Did me dirty, though. Yes. 19 rushing attempts for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Also had one catch for 16 yards. You know why it is, right, Kyle? He played against the Jags. Derrick Henry likes playing against the Jags. That he does. And uh, he had a monster game, 30.5 PPR fantasy points. This is Derrick Henry, though. He's going to have those monster games, and then he'll have kind of those like 10 to 12-point games. Yes. You take the good with the dynamic, oh, and yeah, this week was one of those dynamic performances. Yeah, because on most rosters, Derrick's going to be your RB2 or a flex at worst, so you definitely roll with the punches with him. Another running back that did really well this week against the Miami Dolphins was Nick Chubb, your boy. Yes. Uh, had a whopping 21 rushing attempts for 106 yards and a touchdown, along with three catches for 58 yards to give you a grand total of 25.4 PPR fantasy points. He's been looking great this year, and I just want to say to all the detractors who thought Kareem Hunt was going to take away touches, uh, I think Nick Chubb and the offense has said no. Yeah, Nick Chubb's been phenomenal, and there's no doubt about it. He's the real Brown superstar. For sure. Quarterback-wise this week, Lamar Jackson just continues to freaking dazzle. He's a Chico, isn't he, man? Makes his Monday Night Football debut. 169 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and then eight rushing attempts for 95 yards. He's unbelievable. Yeah, um, I was fortunate enough to draft him, actually, in one league this year, uh, kind of by accident, and uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> he, he is literally the fantasy steal of the season, 
and he's on his way to winning MVP. Shout out to homie Ryan Jones. Took Lamar Jackson MVP odds at plus 6,600 this offseason. Did he really? Uh, How he much did. did he put down on it, did he say? Not 100% sure, but he is in line for a big payday. I was going to say, because Ryan, Ryan's a, a smart man, so I'm imagining it's at least probably 50 bucks, which, which means that's a, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, another quarterback that had a dynamic week that isn't as uh, you know flashy as Lamar Jackson is uh, Ryan Tannehill. And if you guys don't know, back in August, I tweeted, if the Titans played Ryan Tannehill, they'd win more games, and they're doing just that. Ryan Tannehill had 34 0.36 fantasy points, just a tick under Lamar Jackson for being the best quarterback of the week. 259 yards passing, two touchdowns, 40 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns for Mr. Tannehill. That's incredible. If for some reason he's not owned in your league, f- fly. <laughs> he has been a force what's since he, taking over from Marcus Mariota. What's he Mariota. owned now in all percentage of leagues? Uh, in Yahoo leagues, he is owned in only 34% of so leagues. So there you go. Chances are, if you're listening and you play in Yahoo, there could be a chance where Mr. Tannehill is, in fact, available. Ryan Tannehill, since taking over as the starter uh, back in October, I'm not going to count the Denver game because it's kind of a, a weird fluky, kind of got thrown into the situation, but from October 20th on, 20 fantasy points. 19 and a half, 25, 21, and then this week a whopping 34.36. He has been as advertised as the type of fantasy quarterback you want taking over for a stagnant Marcus Mariota. Yes, and the quarterbacks this year have been besides the, you know, Lamar Jackson, really just Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um it's been up and down, so if you need quarterback help and uh you're possibly in a league where he's available, definitely don't hesitate. Another guy that I got to give a uh, hefty applause and congrats on the smooches too. Oh man, I know who it is already. <laughs> Sammy Darnold, a very dynamic day against the Oakland Raiders and a huge win for the Jets. It's been great the last four weeks. Twenty-eight point two fantasy points, had three hundred and fifteen passing yards, two touchdowns. Also added a rushing touchdown in there. I mean, the Jets absolutely stunned the Oakland Raiders, thirty-four to three. Sam Darnold has been looking good. Uh, the past His schedule weeks. is very easy. The next two weeks, he plays the Bengals and the Dolphins. Past three weeks as well, has had over 20 fantasy points against the Giants, Washington, and Oakland. Three not great defenses, so it's good to see that he's capitalizing on the matchups. And like you said, he's at Cincinnati and then home against the Dolphins. Also gets a matchup against Baltimore on the road, so that's going to be a tough test for Sam Darnold. Then they're home against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was, eh. a tough test. Due, especially because of uh, one Minka Fitzpatrick absolutely altering that That's defense. True. And then if you play Week 17, championship games fix your league, but uh, they're also at Buffalo. So divisional games, you kind of give a little bit of a wonky f- you know, feel to it, so you never know what's going to happen there. But Definitely worth a pickup if you're still available in your league. Especially you for this week, the next two next weeks. Next two weeks, yeah, if you need to ride a hot hand for playoffs. Last quarterback I'm going to talk about is your boy, Dylan. Had a great game against the Atlanta Falcons. Crab legs? 35-22 win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Jameis Winston put up 26.32 fantasy points. Threw for 313 yards and three touchdowns. Had two interceptions, but that's Jameis Winston. You take the good with the bad. He's going to throw his interceptions, but he's going to put up yards. Do you see his touchdown the interception ratio? It's 22-20. It's to 20. So bad. But he is the 10th ranked Yahoo player right now. That's absurd. Absolutely absurd. Uh, and then tight end-wise, the two obvious uh, you know, culprits in this one, Zach Ertz and George Kittle, had monster games, 27.1 and 24.9 fantasy points respectively. Uh, they're two of the best in the game, and you expect nothing less from them. And I also have to get this in there because Mark Ingram had a dynamic game at the running back position, and Mikey is not a big fan of Mark Ingram, although he announced that he was wrong about Mark Ingram Did on the last really? episode. Did he really? Mark Ingram almost 25 fantasy points on Monday Night Football. Never a doubt. Mark Ingram's been dynamic. And uh, Willie Sneed actually said in an interview that uh, he told John Harbaugh this offseason that his former teammate, because Willie Sneed obviously played for the Saints, all the Ravens had to do was go get Mark Ingram and they'd be ready to go over the hill. And look what they're doing now. They're on their way to the playoffs, winning a division, and potentially uh, going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It, it, it feels like the you know that acquisition for them has been what they needed. And also the level of play from Lamar Jackson doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. And he's elevated the level of play, I think, for everybody. 
And uh, if you have some of those guys on your team, Dylan, you might be one to head over to our friends at trophysmack.com because you're going to have to order a trophy soon if you have some of these players on your team. Trophy Smack is the place to go for all of your fantasy championship needs. Dylan, they've got trophies. They've got rings. And they've got fantasy championship belts. What more could you a belt? What more could you ask for? All of these items come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee and are completely customizable and can be engraved however you need. Count me in, Kyle. That's not all. If you order today, guys, you receive your first engraving for free as well as free shipping. And if you use the promo code GOLINE, that's G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E, at checkout, all one word, at trophysmack.com, you get a free championship ring that is a $59 value. Did you say free? With your purchase of any trophy or belt. So you go buy your trophy or your belt for your league. Say you're about to win your league. You get a free $59 value ring. No charge whatsoever if you use that promo code. So what you're saying is this deal is incredible and we're on the one yard line and we should not throw it away but run in to get the deal. Run it in on that goal line. Yeah. Because not only do you get that free ring with any purchase of trophy or belt, you get free shipping, and your first engraving is free. 100% right. satisfaction guaranteed. Don't settle for less when you can get the best with our friends at trophysmack.com. That was good. Dylan, some of these players we're about to talk about, though, they're not going to help you win a trophy from trophysmack.com. Wah, wah, wah. They, uh, they absolutely stunk. This week, and uh, Am, are you looking at my roster, or are you looking at? <laughs> oh, I'm probably looking at my own <laughs> roster on this one because uh, there were a lot of clunkers this week, and most notably was uh, on Monday Night Football. He finished the O for November. Mr. Jared Goff did not throw a single touchdown in the entire Yikes. month of November. Had another pretty bad game against the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams only put up six points. How are we feeling on Jared Goff? Going into the fantasy playoffs. I mean, I would not feel confident if I was using him as my QB1. I'm pulling up his schedule right now just to clarify how I feel. He does play He does play Arizona and Seattle the next two weeks, but then he plays Dallas and San Fran. So week 16, obviously, even if you you know like only had him, you would find alternatives. I guess, I, I guess against Arizona, I, I'm not freaking out he should put up decent numbers but after that it gets progressively harder like i just said it goes seattle dallas san fran so i don't know kyle honestly if you are owner of jared goff and are listening right now i would say if you have a solid qb2 on your roster like you know a backup that you can fill in you might want to do that or might want to listen to what me and kyle said five minutes ago and see if sammy darnold or um ryan Tannehill, Tannehill james winston james winston um Heck, there's probably anybody other than Jared Goff. Jared yeah. Gurf. Jared Gurf. He's not good, guys. Uh, and speaking of Jared Gurf, one of his teammates coming back from injury uh, in this game was Brandon Cooks. Again, did not have a good game. Only 5.30 fantasy points. Uh, had two catches for 32 yards. Obviously coming back from injury. Still trying to get acclimated back into the offense. Are you confident that Brandon Cooks can uh, bounce back and be anything of substance for this Rams team? Because even before he went out with injury, it had been since week four yeah. that he had double-digit fantasy points. I was actually going to add on to what you like to to concur with what you're saying, but to add on, really the only Rams player that I'm touching fantasy wise is probably Cooper Cup. Yeah, just just because I flat out. Seriously, I mean that's that's how that's how I feel, folks. Like Jared Gurf, I'm not. He hasn't impressed me besides like one or two games this year. Um, Todd Gurley is not what he once was. Um, Brandon Cooks is a good receiver, but you have to think. I just named Cooper Cup. So when there's two really good guys on a team, they don't often always get an equal work share. Most teams aren't gonna have a, a duo like Evans and Goblin, where both guys are gonna finish well over a thousand yards, you know, and have quite a few touchdowns. Uh, and Jared and, and Jared Goff and uh, what's his name? Uh, Cooks has been hurt, like Kyle has said. So 
it doesn't hurt or doesn't help him. So I think from if you're listening and have any Rams players, uh, I think Cooper Cobb's probably the only player I would start and feel comfortable starting. Let's slide on over. Sticking in the NFC to uh, one of our favorite buddies here, Dak Prescott. <laughs> favorite buddy. A, uh, an abysmal performance overall for the Cowboys in this game against the Patriots. A 13-9 loss. Dak, 7.88 fantasy points. And that comes from... 212 yards of total offense and one interception. Are we chalking this up as kind of just a matchup? matchup. Or looking at Dak's schedule down the stretch, obviously Thanksgiving game always, uh, the Cowboys always playing that. They play Buffalo, a tough defense. Then they're at Chicago next Thursday. Then they play against the Rams in Dallas. And then they're at the Eagles. And then if you play in those Week 17s, you next, get lucky, yeah. they play Washington. So the, we're gonna we're gonna ignore the week seventeen now, <laughs> but pretty much, pretty much, yeah. But um, Dak for one of those games next week, I would be most fearful. Uh, the Bills, I think, have a decent defense. Chicago, if you're looking at this from like beginning of the year, you would think so, but the Bears have really fallen off, man. I think their offense has fallen off. Their defense is still pretty formidable. I think it's formidable, but I think because their offense is so inept, it's causing what happens to a lot of teams, their defense to be on the field so often, so they can only make so many stops. I'm not saying Dak's going to put up 30 points. My point is, even against the Bears, I feel confident he'll score 19, 20 points, personally. Look, looking at those other quarterbacks we named when you're replacing Jared Goff, Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, would you take any of those three over Dak Prescott looking at his schedule just off of how they've been performing? I mean, for the next, I would probably for the next two games. It, it's so up in the air. Like, so if you have Dak, I would recommend picking up one of the guys we named and possibly streaming them for one week, and then going back to Dak possibly. Like, for example, we mentioned that Darnold has Cincy and Miami. What other scenario could be better than playing those two teams back to back for a guy who's really turned on late? Um, I definitely think, though, to, to kind of agree with you, that I wouldn't trust Dak against the Bills. Against the Bears, you do raise a good point. It could be bad, but after that, I think he'll be okay. So it's really just a matter of hopefully, folks, that you have you have somebody else on your roster quarterback-wise and you're not doing the strategy that some people I know do where they only have one on the roster and hope for the best because sometimes you have to interchange them. If you don't have Lamar Jackson, you, uh, you <laughs> don't have that luxury of just right. keeping one guy in. Let's move to uh, some interesting names here because this is back-to-back weeks now for a superstar in this league, obviously with a bye week in between, but Saquon Barkley, ever since that injury, has not uh, put up double-digit fantasy points. He comes back and, uh, you know, he re-aggravated that injury, I should say. Uh, you know, he doesn't play in that New England game week six. Pretty easy schedule. Though, week seven, eight, and nine really balls out. And then week 10 at the Jets, we talked about this at length, only 8.1 fantasy points was held to one yard rushing. They go on a bye. You think they're going to get things together. They play that Chicago defense. And Saquon puts up eight fantasy points, 59 yards rushing, zero touchdowns. Are we concerned about Saquon because of how this Giants offense is operating? Yes, and I think he's probably still not 100% healthy. The bonus for Saquon here is his schedule. Yeah, he is. Playing against a Green Bay team who is known to give up yards on the ground. Then they're at the Eagles, a tough matchup because the Eagles' run defense is very good. But still rivals, so anything can happen. Anything can happen. Then you get that tantalizing Miami Dolphins matchup, Washington, and then you're at Washington. So, yes, if you're a Barkley owner, I I wouldn't freak out. Like Kyle said, maybe the Eagles game he might be held to a formidable amount of points, but the other three matchups, based upon matchup alone, um, he should be able to produce some points. Let's talk about a guy that should be leading, you know, a, a committee here. Obviously put up decent points, but he should be the number one running back on this team, and that's Tevin Coleman. Has not really had a great game since week eight when he had his three touchdown game. Put up twelve point nine fantasy points against that Green Bay defense that you expect to uh give up a lot of points, and the 49ers absolutely blew them out of the water thirty seven to eight. Tevin Coleman, are you disappointed in what we've been able to see from him overall uh, this season in his first year in San Francisco? 
Definitely disappointed. Uh, I think it hurt him, the fact that, like you're saying, well, A, he missed the game, and B, I think it hurts that they were able to do a RB by committee there. So I think it doesn't do him justice, and that's why I was going to make my point. I'm not, I'm not not sold on him. I think he's still a solid option. I'm just not sure, given his schedule and given how you're saying he's been falling off, what he can bring for the last four weeks of the season. For sure, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers kind of operate, especially now that uh, you know they look poised to potentially win that division. There's still yeah. a few things that have to he play out. The Ravens and Saints at both their stadiums Big the next two weeks. Big yeah, test, so that's... it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, a team that more than likely is not making the playoffs, though, but have a dynamic superstar at the wide receiver position, DJ Chark. DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark. He's my boy. I love DJ Chark. I loved him last year. I told everybody, I put you all on notice that DJ Chark was going to be a dynamic wide receiver this year. He's not lying because him and Mikey, they were the ones who told me to draft Chark and Dynasty. He is my brand. So, yes. You guys know my four pillars of my wide receiver brand right now. Sit as DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, and Calvin Ridley. Well, Those are my four young yeah. pillar wide receivers. And let's just be honest, his his matchup is incredible. The next like the, the rest of the season, the teams he plays, I don't know if you've looked at it yet, but it's pretty pretty it's pretty nice. It's an interesting dynamic though because a lot of people calling for Nick Foles to be benched in Jacksonville. It's been up and down. Obviously, uh week 11, DJ Chark goes absolutely bananas. Two touchdowns over 100 receiving yards, has 15 targets. This week, only six targets, five catches, 38 yards, and gets a two-point conversion against the Tennessee Titans, but gets a very, very tantalizing, delicious, Thanksgiving-esque matchup this Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the worst passing defense in the NFL. Then they get the Chargers, then they're at Oakland and at Atlanta. I expect DJ Chark to absolutely go bananas in the fantasy playoffs for you. Honestly, yeah, and even if he doesn't, Expect him to do similar numbers to what he did last week. So, on a worst-case scenario, 10 to 12 points. But Drew Kyle can, can uh, attest to this. If a guy is getting you 12 points and he's in your flex spot, you can't be mad. If a guy is getting you 25 points, like Kyle's trying to allude to in your flex spot, you're very Disgusting. happy. So, either way, yes, definitely play DJ Chark. Unless, unless your team's, like, pseudo-stacked for some reason. Right. DJ Chark is, in my opinion, a must-start each and every week. He is just too good to be on a bench at all whatsoever. Uh, he's a, kind of kind of a boomer bust guy, but he's still still solid enough where he can still get enough points where he's not a true boomer, boomer bust for guy. For sure. he. I think he's a solid wide receiver, too. Same thing with Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Let's talk about you him. You can't bench him. We talked about Chris Godwin at the top of the show. Let's talk about Mike Evans my in boy. this game. He is your boy against an Atlanta Falcons defense that is not great. Uh, only puts up nine fantasy points, 50 receiving yards, no touchdowns. Uh, it's been kind of slim pickings the past couple weeks for Mike Evans ever since that Seattle game when he went absolutely nuts for 180 yards uh, and a touchdown on 12 receptions. He's had 12.2, 10.9, and now nine fantasy points as they get set for a matchup at Jacksonville, and then they host Indianapolis, they're at Detroit, and then they host Houston. How do you feel about Mike Evans moving forward, especially with kind of this coin flip that you have between him and Chris Godwin as kind of the 1-1-A wide receiver? I mean, we said it earlier. Um, it's just it's, it's kind of hard to predict, but I think both of them are in the same category, as we just mentioned with Chark and their, def- their, their definite starts. Like, you, you can't bench Mike Evans. I, I don't see a scenario unless he's hurt or this is bye week where you can bench him because – like you were saying, there's there was a game, there was two games where he had forty points or more. How many wide receivers in the NFL are capable of having one game worth forty points in fantasy, let alone two? Right. And he's so inconsistent this year in terms of up and down, but he's still the fourteenth ranked player in Yahoo. Two hundred and ten points to his name. So there's no there's no way you can bench that guy. Yeah, he's too good. He's he's one of the best seven wide receivers in the NFL if not top five. Yes, it might burn you, though. Kyle's right. But it also might win you the championship. Exactly. And there's no way in hell I'm benching Mike Evans any week unless he's on a bye. Uh, let's talk about a guy, though, here that was 
on a bit of a hot streak and now has come back down to earth a little bit, and that's Marvin Jones. I think that's because of the quarterback play. I agree. Uh, but playing against Washington, only 9.6 fantasy points. The Lions down the stretch, not a great schedule. No, not at all. Not they at all. are home against Chicago on Thanksgiving. Uh, then they are at Minnesota. Then they get that nice little easy matchup against Tampa Bay in Detroit. Denver. But then they go out to Denver at Mile High right before Christmas. I do not like Marvin Jones the rest of the year. No. Unless you get to the point where you can play him against Tampa Bay. And even then, he's only a low-end flex option for me. I was going to say, he's downgraded to a mid-to-low-tier flex to me at best. Um, Try to have other options if possible. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with Kyle. Try not to start him if you can. Get around it. One tight end that we got to talk about because Mikey absolutely ruined him by trading Travis Kelsey in the league that we are all in to start him, and that that is Darren Waller from your Oakland Raiders. He signed that big contract, and uh, Darren Waller has had one double-digit fantasy game, and that was just two weeks ago against Cincinnati. I don't know how I feel about Darren Waller moving forward. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell with the Raiders because they have games where they don't score at all. You play against a bad Kansas City defense this week, then you are home against Tennessee, home against Jacksonville, and then you're at the Chargers. I think just because tight ends are so hit or miss, you can't afford, I, unless you're fortunate enough to have you know be one of the lucky ones to grab Waller in addition to a top tier tight end. Um, I think you can agree with this as well. You can't really afford to not play him just because seven points for a tight end is still better than uh, how many other tight ends? We're not going to get a, a you know tight end surge like we did a couple weeks ago where 17 tight ends had double-digit points. No, it's it gonna never be, happens. It's going to be down to like the usual like four or five, maybe six, seven guys who score eight, nine points and higher. You know, Most of those guys are going to get like up to 12 or 13. And you only have a true two, three tight ends that will score above fifteen. Exactly, and uh, so definitely keep playing Waller. You gotta have your options open as the fantasy playoffs approach. Of course, of course. We're heading into the the, the stretch here. This is the final regular season week. I have for a most sleeper leagues. for that position if you want to hear him. Lay it down for the people. Um, recently he's come alive. It's definitely a risky play, but if you're really, really, really tight and dependent. Um, you might want to look to a team in Florida. And no, I'm not talking about <laughs> O.J. Howard. I'm talking about Mike Jacecki. I completely agree with you. He's actually put together several decent games, starting back to... Well, really, it starts back to, if you look, week six. Week six and seven against the Redskins and uh, Bills, respectively. He had eight points, which, once again, me and Kyle were talking about. Eight points for a tight end, if it's not top tier, is solid. That's average. I would say 8 to 10 points is what you want from a tight end, honestly. Yes, no? Yeah. And, and unless you have Kelsey or Ertz, you're, 8 points, you're like, you're happy. You're like, yeah, all right, Kelsey, cool. Ertz, Kittle, Hunter, Henry are really the only guys that you're really expecting yeah. like at least 12 points from. Then my boy Mike fell back down to 3 against Pittsburgh, had 15 points against the Jets, and had 5. Actually, it's kind of creepy. He, he copies himself. He had 5.8, 5.8 against Indy and Buffalo. And he had 11 points against the Browns, 11.8. My point is, he plays against the Eagles, and their secondary has been better of late, but they have And you're known. more than likely going to see him matched up against some linebackers, too, yeah, and the point as is, the Dolphins try the Dolphins, to mismatch it. Yes, the Dolphins don't have that many weapons, given injuries. It's Devontae Parker bust, and I think Mike Jacecki's going to have a big role in this game. Yeah, I honestly, I, I'm calling it now. I feel like he might score a touchdown against the Eagles. And his schedule after that, he plays both New York teams, so he goes from the Eagles to the Jets, to the Giants, and then he plays the Bengals. Mm, Kyle, what more of a schedule could you want for a bit? That uh, is pretty a, much a, a cakewalk. The only thing you'd ever want would be to add the Arizona Cardinals in there because they stink exactly. against the tight end. No, I, I, I agree, um, but those teams all terrible, s- all struggle. The Eagles are the hardest matchup. Yeah, and even and, and that's like you kind of like, you're kind of squinting, going ah. But like, yeah, so if you need tight ends... I think this week he's a touchdown-dependent tight end, yeah. like low-end tight end one potentially, although it will be difficult to kind of get him in lineups unless there's you know some injuries or something because the bye weeks are over finally, Dylan. The yes. bye weeks are done. Freedom. Uh, and with that, I think it is time to get into the Week 13 slate of games. <laughs> Dylan, we've got three games on Turkey Day. We've can't we wait. Kick things off 12:30 p.m. in Detroit. The Bears and the Lions. What players do you like in this game? 
the Bears and the Lions. <laughs> uh, this is hard. Uh, well, I, I mean, for the Bears, I think you can't not start Allen Robinson. I agree. I think it's so I think much he's volume. The one definitive like must start in this because, game because, like, A Rob's gonna get at the lowest probably five or six receptions, and if you're playing PPR, it's five six points. And he is a guy who can put on yards after catch as well. So. At the very at the very worst, you put him in your wide receiver two or flex. He's going to get you like twelve points tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, I mean, Allen Robinson's my one guy in this yeah. entire game that he's I feel confident year. about. And their quarterback sucks in Chicago. Yeah. So it's Trubisky he, stinks. But it, it's good for a Rob because he gets thrown to so often from right. all over the field. How do you feel about David Montgomery going against this Detroit defense that is absolutely dreadful against the run? They are dead last, I believe, the last time I checked. I mean. I like it too. I was actually going to add him next. Um, he, it's it's ironic that we're choosing two Bears players as the only locks, but given the whole Stafford's not playing, correct? He's still out. I believe that is correct. Yeah, if Stafford's not playing, then uh, I don't know who to play. But Frisky Driscoll. Yeah, Frisky. Oh, Driscoll. It's a cowboy. Um, no, but we can honestly say both running backs. How do you feel about David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen in this game? It's hard because I feel Nagy doesn't utilize David Montgomery right at all I, I think David Montgomery uh, honestly and I, I'm an Eagles fan so there's no bias here um, and I, I only have a, one share of Montgomery so I'm not even speaking on fantasy you know like prowess but I think Montgomery is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL like based upon athleticism and talent I just think he's not used right and I think he's also a rookie so my point is with, with all that you know me gushing over a guy for a second I definitely would start him in, in a flex spot um, and if you're in an RB, like, you know, an RB3 league where you play three backs, I would start him too. And I may be an RB2, but it, generally speaking, I, I'm not sure. I'd flex both running backs, yeah. and you're going to expect a lot of upside from a guy like Montgomery because Detroit's run defense is bad, is abysmal. And Monty has had a couple games where he's shown he, he is worth starting. So For sure. Uh, Detroit side of things. Maybe Kenny G. I think you have to play Kenny G just where you drafted him yeah, alone. He's, he's a wide receiver too or a flex. But outside of that, we're both in the greens, right? Is not really anybody else. I'm not playing Marvin Jones in this game, especially Driscoll. since the bye weeks are done. You can play better wide receivers now. Uh, not playing and Driscoll. the running game in Detroit is absolutely terrible. Maybe you can play Detroit's kicker if you have to. As a oh, <laughs> you're, you're always playing Matt Prater. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a goat. Matt he's Prater a legend. A uh, but yeah, that's about it there. Kickers matter here, right, Kyle? Kickers always matter, guys. 4.30 p.m., though, down in Jerry World, the Bills and the Cowboys. Dylan, dare I say it. Dare I say it. This is a. This is what we would classify as a popcorn game on this show. So you could start. But because it is Thanksgiving, it's a damn turkey leg game. You're playing everybody. You're chomping into that turkey leg. You're getting every last morsel of it. From the Bills' side, I like Josh Allen in this game. John I like Brown both season. wide receivers, John Brown and Cole Beasley. This is the Cole Beasley revenge game. I think it's going to be yes. a big game for him. Uh, How do you think about Devin Singletary? He's looked good I like time. him as a flex. I like him as a flex He's in a this risky, game. He's because they it give is too risky. many shares to Frank Gore. Say you have some injuries or, dare I say it, say you're a Todd Gurley owner. I think I would rather play Devin Singletary in this game. Oh yeah, Singletary is a good flex, but I think you're right for I, like most of the offensive weapons in that game you're playing. Like, like looking on the Cowboys side, you're going to play Dak if you have him, most likely, unless you have another option like we talked about. You're def excuse me. You're definitely going to play Elliott. You're definitely going to play Amari Cooper because I, I saw some takes on fantasy Twitter. Um, they were like, oh, he you know looked bad last game, and I was like, okay, the other ten Ooh. games of the season he's Here, looked. Here's my devil's advocate, Amari. Didn't get the targets, but he is going to get shadowed by Tredavious White in this game. That's and that's true. why I personally like Michael Gallup more than Amari Cooper you're right, in this game. But looking at it from a. From you're going to have to play I was Amari. Say, if you're an Amari owner, you can't not but play him. You know what upside I mean? wise, I see more from Michael Gallup than I do from Amari Cooper in this game. So if you heard it here first, folks, if you have a good uh, wide receiver core, Kyle is hinting at possibly maybe benching Amari Cooper <laughs> or putting him in the flex yes. at least. Uh, the nightcap, though, Dylan, we've got Saints-Falcons. It's a party. You're putting all the Saints in the lineup. You're playing Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Drew, Drew Brees, Brees, Will Lutz, uh, Jared Cook. You're playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, he's like good recently. Falcons-wise, you got to play Matt Ryan, I think, if you have him. Yeah. Unless you can potentially get like a Ryan Tannehill or something or like that, or a Darnold or a Jameis Winston, uh, but I think in this game you're going to play Matt Ryan. You're playing Calvin Ridley 
I think he's going to be a huge X factor in this game, especially since Julio's not going to be 100%, but you're going to play Julio anyway. Devonta Freeman looks like he's going to play. You're probably going to play Austin Hooper if you have him. Well, he's out with oh, injuries he's out. still. You're right. You're right. He's uh, still so hurt. Which is unfortunate, which is where you kind he was of... having an incredible year. Which is where you end. benefit from a guy like Jared Cook. You play him in this game. Or Mike Giusecki. Or Mike Giusecki. There you go. There's your opportunity to play big old Mike G. But Calvin Ridley is going to be a big dynamic X factor in this game. You need to play him. He's going to... This is a very similar yeah. Michael Gallup to Amari Cooper. So, yeah. Julio and Calvin Ridley, you're going to get more upside, I think, in this game from Calvin Ridley than Julio. So, we're in agreement. Saints, you're basically playing the whole damn team. Falcons, you're playing basically the whole receiving core, but I would not touch their running back situation with Tempo Bowl. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Brian, Brian Hill has looked bleh. And Devonta Freeman coming off of injury, you don't know what you're going to get from him. I say you bench him, wait, and let him ride out yeah. until the playoffs. It's better to do that, unless you have to have to play him, but even then, I would look for alternatives. Absolutely agree. Uh... Moving to the Sunday slate, Titans-Colts, AFC South matchup. Well, we talked about one guy a lot. Ryan Tannehill, yeah. you got to play him. I would say uh, Jacoby, too, if you have Jacoby, him. Jacoby, I'm playing. Tight end-wise, I think whichever tight end is healthy for the Titans you play. It's just hard for the Colts because there's been different games where Doyle and Ebron have both been involved. I don't touch either one of them in this game because the Titans' defense has been so good against the tight end. Yeah. I don't trust either of them. Uh Jacoby's really the only guy in this game that I trust. How do you feel about from for, the Colts? Yeah, I was gonna say because Ty Hilton, Ty is, not a hundred percent if he yeah. plays. Marlon Mack out indefinitely with that hand injury. That hurts. Uh, Titans wise, your Pascal playing, hasn't looked great. Has not looked good. They Just don't really have any other playmakers. No. Titans wise, I think it's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry is one of those guys who's developed into this year anyway as a must start. Yeah. So, let's go to the matchup of the week: 49ers. At the Ravens. Uh, just to sidetrack, though, for the last matchup, is Delaney Walker back yet? That's why I said whichever tight end is healthy, whether okay, it's yeah, Johnu gotcha, gotcha. or Delaney Walker, you slot in which one's that, that playing. That could be a guy. Yeah, okay. Anyway, back to the more exciting matchup. 49ers-Ravens. This is a double turkey, whole turkey game. This is one of the popcorn games, this right? This is a popcorn game and a half. You are playing literally every single fantasy-relevant player in this game, 49ers-wise. Jimmy G, George Kittle, Debo. Tevin Coleman, Debo, a nice flag. Matt Breida, uh, Emmanuel Sanders you're Although, playing in this I game. I will say, from the Niners' perspective, it is a little scary for the RBs because we talked about it. There can be a committee. Definitely. So it is a little risky. The running backs are flexes and flexes How do you only feel about in Sanders PPR playing leagues. Emmanuel Sanders? I play Emmanuel Sanders okay. in this game. I play everybody that's fantasy relevant from the 49ers because I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. This could be a Mark Andrews and a George Kittle game. Absolutely. And from the Ravens, it's Lamar Jackson. It is you're playing Hollywood Brown in this game. You're playing Mark Andrews. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Uh That's I mean that's kind of really This game is going to be so fun. Yeah, I cannot wait. Raiders, Raiders, the Ravens have a little, little bit less to play, but they still have both teams, like Kyle said, have quite a few guys to start. The um, old blackout Super Bowl rematch. But uh, let's move to probably the worst time. game of the week after the best game of the week. Jets at Bengals. Hey, man, you're starting Sammy Darnold. Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, that's it for the Jets. The Bengals, you're starting Tyler Boyd. Do you play Demarius Thomas in this game? I think you do. Maybe I think he's a wide receiver three flex option. I think he's that he's that flex that you the high risk high because reward kind of guy. The Bengals stink. Well, with the Bengals, you're playing Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that's I mean what that's about it. Maybe Andy Dalton is back, so maybe. that is a bonus for Tyler Boyd. Oh, he's back actually. Yeah, Andy Dalton is going to start is for AJ the rest Green of the playing, or is he still? I don't think we're going to see AJ yeah, Green once this year. Uh, but it's Joe Mixon. Okay, and. And then as as deep flexes, honestly, the the two receivers have impressed me for the Bengals though. Um, Auden Tate and what's the other guy's name? Something Erickson. He's been decent. Like, yeah, but they are but like now shot, the, they're, they're shot in the darks. And especially with the bye weeks done now, you don't really have to worry about them. No. So uh, honestly, and even with Dalton coming back, it honestly the only two players you should touch in Cincinnati this week are Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd. Right. And uh, Jets wise, I'm going Lev. I'm going Sammy D. Oh, yeah, left. I keep I'm forgetting going he's there. Robbie Anderson. I'm going Demaryius Thomas. And honestly, I'm going Jameson Crowder. Yes, I agree with that. And the Jets, I think, are going to get another big win. No, I agree. With four in a row. I think, I think they might win out, to be honest. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Playoffs, question mark? Dylan, then we get the, the rematch. Oh, please don't even say it. Of the helmet smash. 
the, this the Browns is, at the Steelers. The Steelers. Well, we've talked about one guy earlier on a lot. I think Jarvis Landry is the one guy that sticks out for a must-start for this matchup. Um, the Steelers are an interesting case because I believe Juju is still out, correct? Juju is still in concussion protocol James as far as I know. James Conner is still out. James Conner is still injured. But Ducky Hodges is in at quarterback. Yeah, if you want to get really risky in like a two-quarterback league, go for it. Start, start Ducky Hodges. <laughs> but... Otherwise, from the Steelers, like obviously you can't play two guys whose name they're hurt. Uh, Vance McDonald has done dilly Nothing. squat this year. Um, I, I want to say maybe Jalen Samuels as a flex, but he didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Uh, and then the other deep wide receiver threat that the Steelers have, uh, I'm blanking on his last name. I know his first name is Deontay. Washington? Deontay Johnson. Josh Johnson, Johnson. Uh, I think if Juju is out again, you, you can get frisky and play him. As a, a low-end flex. Yeah, but really, honestly, looking at the Steelers, there's not anybody that jumps out like, yeah. to play. Browns-wise, OBJ, Jarvis, Jarvis Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb yeah. Kareem Hunt as a, a PPR flex, and that's about it. I'm oh, not playing Baker. Another tight end to monitor, actually. I just thought about it. He might be a free agent. Um, David Njoku is supposed to come back soon. We'll see how that if he comes kind back. of transpires. He won't be back this week, but no, no, I'm just saying like something to yeah. look out for. You know, stash him. Let's talk about our Eagles as they head down the to Miami. Eagles take on the Dolphins. Eagles wise, Miles Sanders, Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott, obviously <laughs> Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. I would say Carson Wentz, but his his receivers might not catch the ball for him, so I don't know. If that's I'm playing Carson in this game. Well, I mean, I think this is the one so. game where you can feel. Somewhat confident about playing Carson Wentz, but the only playmakers I'm really playing from this game are Miles Sanders and the two tight ends because you don't know the injury status of Alshon Jeffrey, of Nelson Aguilar, not like he'd catch the ball anyway, or Jordan Howard right now. So it's a total crapshoot, and I don't really trust Jay Ajayi, but me saying this, I already know he's going to go off for like 250 yards against his former team now. (laughs) Dolphins-wise, we already said Mike Giusecki, Devontae Parker, those are really the only guys I'm playing. Kalen Balaj stinks. Uh, he can't even average two yards of carry, and he's going yeah. for an NFL worst-type record. I don't trust him at all. And uh, if he's on your roster, you're probably this, not making the fantasy playoffs. I have this gut feeling that Fitzpatrick might play well. well Please don't do it again to me. He already went off against That's the Eagles That's what I'm saying. But anyway, let's go to, uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, Dylan, let's get to the next matchup. It includes Mikey's Panthers, and it also includes the wonky stat line wonky point spread of the week the panthers are a minus 10 favorite in carolina against washington do the panthers cover give me the redskins baby oh boy okay <laughs> first time on the show i gotta be wonky right all right uh washington if you're playing anybody from this team good luck <laughs> well a scary terry probably the only player on Washington that I would advocate to play. It's tough because Dwayne Haskins has not been great. No, but hasn't but been able to really get him the ball he's either. He's still able to put up flex numbers in my opinion. But besides that, yes, Kyle's right. Well, maybe maybe Darius Geis because the Panthers have uh is he healthy this week? Uh I believe so. Maybe Darius Geis is a flex as well. So really Kyle's right. They don't have many options to stick out, but there's a couple guys who you could play on your flex and hope for the best. Um, going over to the Panthers' side of the ball, though, I think we can agree that there are quite a Everybody. Few. You're playing Christian McCaffrey, of course. You're playing DJ Moore in this game. You're playing Curtis Samuel in this game. Even Greg Olson. Olson. Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Every offensive um, weapon. Even <laughs> I'm the duck after I say this. Kyle Allen? Nah, not, <laughs> not playing Kyle Allen ever. If he's on a fantasy roster, <laughs> you are openly tanking to uh, get the number one pick in your in your league, and uh, Kyle Allen should not be rostered. But Packers I, I Giants. I might get to hear that later. That's all true. Packers Giants is the next matchup, Dylan. Uh, this game. Am I am I am I hearing that right? I think that's my microwave going off. This is a popcorn game for me. I'm playing literally every fantasy-relevant player in this game. That means Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron, Jones. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams potentially is a low-end flex. Giants-wise, playing Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Playing Daniel Darius Jones. Slayton, Saquon, Evan Ingram if he's healthy. And the other guys are in concussion protocol, being Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. So you got to monitor that. But 
This is a popcorn game. You can literally yeah. play everybody. It's going to be a good old-fashioned shootout. If the, the player's games. Kyle name for the Giants were healthy, he would advocate they play them too, but they're not. So, Let's get to uh, my opinion of what's going to be the shootout of the week. Buccaneers at Jaguars down in Florida. Nick Foles versus Points Winston. are going to be scored in this game. Two bad defenses, two gunslinging quarterbacks. Tampa, dare, dare I say it? It's another popcorn game. You're playing everybody. You're playing, I thought you were going to say something crazy like O.J. Howard's going to score playing, a touchdown. I think O.J. Howard is a viable tight end option in this game. Jacksonville's defense is not that great, and I think he could yeah. score some touchdowns. First of all, before we talk about what players start, on what, which is basically all of them, <laughs> if you're an O.J. Howard owner, not in a redraft I feel bad for you, son. Yeah. You got 99 problems, and O.J. is number one. I was just going to say, if you're in a dynasty league, hold on to him. He's probably going to get traded. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as Tampa, did, you're yeah. playing both wide receivers. You're playing Jameis. You're playing OJ, in my opinion, in this game. Playing their running back, too? Question mark? Rojo's a low-end flex yeah, for me. Yeah, there you go. Um, I was going to say mid Jaguars-wise, if you have Nick Foles as your quarterback. Maybe. Maybe. DJ Chark, for sure. DJ Chark, Chris Conley, D.D. Uh, Westbrook, if he's healthy. Leonard Fournette, I'm a little nervous about because Tampa is really good against the run. Leonard still, Fournette also has not been great since Nick Foles came back. So it's something to monitor. You're probably only going to get RB2 numbers out of him rather than RB1. Still got to start him, though, most likely. Rams at the Cardinals. All right, so give me uh, Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray. And Kyler I'm going to list off some players. You tell me if you start or sit them. Kyler Murray. Start. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. We'll start. Christian Kirk. Mm, yeah, he's like flex. David Johnson. No. Kenyon Drake. Is he is he healthy as well? He, 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 it's Chase that's coming back, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, no. Chase Edmonds. Yes. Cooper Cup. Yes. Jared Goff. No, God. Brandon Cooks. No. Robert Woods. That's intriguing. That's like a maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the tight ends from the Rams. Tyler Higby and uh, Gerald Everett. That's like a coin toss. Once t- t- Tight end, I'll say yes, too. Cause My the, biggest thing with that is so because the Arizona Cardinals, are, I believe, still to this day, are the, are worst. the worst team against That's tight ends. That's why I was going to say, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know if you agree with the people I said yes to or no to. but I think the only one I'd say yes to would be Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I just because like, of PPR factor. That's true. I just feel like if Chase is fully healthy, I feel like we'll Christian see him. Kirk. I think we could get big numbers out of because I think Jalen Ramsey, and although he has not been good since being traded to the Rams, is going to be more on Larry Fitzgerald. So I think uh, Christian Kirk could have a big day if Kyler can get rid of the ball and get it to him down the field. I like Christian Kirk in this matchup a lot. Let's go to the uh, four twenty-five slate. That game for the Rams and Cardinals was at four oh five on Sunday. Four twenty-five. We've got two games, Raiders at Chiefs. Whoa. There was a a point in the season where the Raiders had a couple guys. This game is going to potentially help determine this division. Sure, the Raiders are one game behind, but if they win this game, they kind of help out their own destiny and could potentially end up winning the AFC West. So the must-starts for the Raiders, I would go with Waller and Josh Jacobs. Maybe... As a flex play, you could um, what's the one kid's name on that team? Was Hunter Renfro? Yeah, uh, Hunter Renfro is definitely interesting to me. Uh, you just got to make sure that he's going to be in this game because he did get injured in yes. that last game. And Jacobs is questionable a, too, I believe, with a broken rib and a punctured lung. Oh, uh, so doesn't seem like Hunter Renfro could be in this game. No. Uh, which opens things up for a guy like Tyrell Williams, though, who had a down game against the Jets. I think Tyrell is due for a big bounce-back game against a bad Chiefs defense. Uh, so I think Tyrell is a nice little wide receiver three flex option. Obviously, he's going to be touchdown dependent like he always is. But uh, if Hunter Renfro's out, Tyrell Williams automatically becomes that wide receiver one. And we saw what happened when he was that dominant wide receiver one. He put up numbers. And yeah. I think that's a, a very intriguing uh, play right there. Chiefs-wise, you literally play every Chiefs offensive weapon. We tell you this each and every week. It's Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. You know, whatever running back you decide to pick out of the yeah. hat. They have one you wanted to gamble on. Tyreek Hill. Uh Miko Hardman, you could get away playing in this game, flex, I think, yeah, as a for flex. Sure. And uh, this game's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be another shootout because that's what the Chiefs like to do. Chargers at Broncos. This game, 
It's going to be very interesting. It's probably the first game where I wouldn't touch either quarterback. Yeah, definitely not touching either quarterback. I'll do the same thing I did for, for Rams and Cardinals. You tell me if you're playing these guys. Keenan Allen. Yeah, I think based upon the name you have. Mike to. Williams. Mm-hmm. It's like a maybe. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry. Yes. Melvin Gordon. Yes. Austin Eckler. I thought I thought one of them was hurt. I thought Eckler was hurt. Maybe I mis, misread something. Let me double check that. Because if he's hurt, then that definitely changes my opinion. But honestly, I would play both of them. Because Austin's going to get PPR. He's Looks like get- Austin Eckler's going to be okay. All right. So I think I would play both running backs as well. Yes. Uh, Broncos side of things. Cortland Sutton. Well, yeah, it's the one name that pops off. Noah Font, the tight end. This is where it gets tricky because I think he's very talented, but he's very up and down. And the quarterback situation in the Bron- in Bronco Lane is very up and down, so I don't know. I'm not touching him this week. Yeah, I was going to say I'd probably sit him if you have him. That's all I'm really touching in that game to begin with. And uh, Philip Lindsay is he? Philip Lindsay, yes. Yeah. He, you're playing him as kind of your flex play each and every week. Um, but that's about it, really, from yeah. that game. Sunday night football: Patriots at Texans. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. Popcorn for everybody. We're putting some seasonings on this popcorn. Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, if he plays, DeAndre Hopkins. You like either running back from the Texans. Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson? Yes and no. They're both playing decent, but they both really haven't gone off that many times. More so, I know Duke Johnson has only had like the one or two games where he's popped off. Same thing with Hyde, but Hyde's more consistent. I mean, he's had nine, nine, seven. He's had five games over double digits he's only had one real stinker so i guess it's kind of similar to how you made the joke a minute ago about flipping the coin for um what teams running backs whatever one the matchup ago we just said i i guess if you need a flex play and you're in desperate need mm-hmm. you, and you could just choose out of the two i agree uh patriots wise edelman their yeah. defense that's how i feel it's edelman the defense james white and then maybe if you're unfortunate <laughs> and draft him, maybe Michelle is a flex. But even that's then, about it. Yeah, uh, I don't feel confident in Sony Michelle. No, that's why I said it's even so against the bad yeah. Texans defense, it's just what we've seen consistently from. I think Sony. the Texans will win that game. I kind of agree. And let's move to the final game, Dylan. Another popcorn game. I'm saying it right off the bat: the Vikings and the Seahawks. Start him up. Looks like Adam Thielen is poised to play in this game. So that's a good sign for the Vikings. You're playing literally everybody. Playing Tyler Lockett. Kirk Coupons. You're playing Thielen if he plays. Stephon Diggs. Dalvin Cook. Kyle Rudolph. You're playing from the Seahawks side of things. Lockett. Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf. Metcalf, Chris Carson. Even Rashad Penny now, possibly. Rashad Penny's an interesting little weird kind of flex play. They both have their own team. uh, They both have their both guy like that. So you have Penny on the Seahawks. But you also have Madison on the Vikings. Like two like the the backup running backs could arguably ball out too. Like you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like you, like cuz Penny I believe Carroll hinted at a potential share. Mm-hmm. And which then, he always does. Yeah, that's true. But How do you feel about Jacob Hollister? I know you picked him up on your roster last week and unfortunately he got injured during the game, if but he's healthy, start if him. he's healthy, are you playing him this yeah, week against sure. the Vikings? For sure. A lot of interesting matchups in this week 13, Dylan, and it's going to determine a lot of fantasy matchups. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews with your fantasy football questions. We will read them on the pod. We are in the stretch run, the end game, if you will, of this 2019 fantasy season. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can always follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can follow and stream us on the iHeartRadio app the TuneIn app, and you can subscribe on Radio.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. Shout out to AOL Instant Messenger for that one. At Dylan Mazzola on the Twitter machine. Follow us at UndergroundPHI and at Goal underscore line underscore FFB for all your fantasy news and updates. Hopefully you guys get in the playoffs. 
with this advice. And we'll be back next week talking about fantasy playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs. So for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast, shout out to Dylan for hopping in on the show. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Enjoy some Thanksgiving football if you celebrate. And if not, enjoy some football. We'll catch you guys next week on the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dylan, I'm Kyle. We are signing off.